This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Well, how about betting on these Monday night football games with all the fixings? All right. Let's start with the late game. The Steelers and the Browns, a classic clash between two AFC North foes. We're seeing a low total here as it's set at 38, and the Steelers are getting two points at home. I believe this line opened at two and a half. We've seen some money come in on the Steelers, which mm-hmm. makes me hurt to my stomach a little bit because we all know the Steelers looked absolutely terrible in week one against Mm -hmm. the 49ers but week two in betting is known as the overreaction week for a reason people see one week of football and they wildly overreact by betting uh, against that team that looked really bad in week one. And sometimes it's an overreaction. We saw it uh, in the Seahawks and the Lions game where the Seahawks won that game outright, getting four and a half. So, Jenks, do you think this is a spot where people are overreacting to the Steelers looking really bad in week one? I think yes, a little bit. And we saw this a ton. Mike Tomlin will have his guys ready to go. I still, I've got to mention this again. PJ Glasser, our good buddy. Huh. From brave in, man. Brave man. You can check him out each and every weekday here in the BetQL Network. Does a fine job. And he says Steelers plus the points is his early bet of the year. Bet of the year. I don't know about that, Chelsea, but I do think there is some overreaction here. And and listen, the Bengals have not looked good. They are really struggling to get out of the gate. I mentioned that because the Browns had their way with the Bengals in week one, but the Browns are banged up too. Jack Conklin being out on that offensive line, I think is a huge deal. Starting right guard, they're going to start a rookie instead. So when you've got Deshaun Watson, who hasn't exactly blown the doors off the NFL anyway since he signed with the Browns, and his starting right guard is out, the Steelers going to be a little weak on defense without Cam Hayward, but you know they're going to bring it. I I can see a scenario where this is a really low-scoring game. The number is the number. The Browns are only favored by two. So I can see a situation where it's super low-scoring. The total is only sitting at 38. It's really close, and the Steelers find a way. I don't know if I want to bet it. I like the under instead, but I can see it happening. Yeah, it makes me nervous, though, because it is an extremely low number. And we've seen it this week. Overs have been back with a vengeance. Overs in week two of the NFL went 12 and two. So it's kind of the meeting of two trends. We see overs be really hot in week two because the overcorrection correction from the unders being so hot in week one, but also prime time unders. This is a trend that we've been playing like every year on the show. And it's been (laughs) hitting over the past four years. Prime time unders hitting at about a 60% clip. The updated tally stands at 125 and 80 prime time unders over the past four seasons in the NFL. So this is a bankable trend. And it does line up with these two teams and these two injuries, but also you are playing an extremely low number. Anything under 40 like makes me a little nervous because you can have a really low-scoring game, but yet it can still hit the over. And we do need to talk about some of the Steelers injuries. Deontay Johnson out for this one. And the other trend to watch is teams who play the 49ers the week after – Last uh, last season were winless, with the exception of the Kansas City Chiefs. So when you play the 49ers, mm-hmm. it's like a physical fight where you get beat up, punched in the mouth, and some guys will be left on the injured list. So usually teams the week after facing the Niners do not do so hot. 
But again, the Steelers are the team that feels like the sharp money is on. Is there anything else you like in this game before we move on to the Panthers and the Saints? I will say I just like the under quite a bit. And you mentioned primetime unders, and I know that was not a winner this weekend. But again, over the past four years, primetime unders hitting at about a 60% clip. So that would be my lean, even though this total continues to come down. It's just one of those games where I wish I'd gotten it early in the week. Yeah, because that can make all of the difference. The difference between, you know, say 41 and 38 is a big one. Will there be any moms in attendance tonight? Saints and Panthers? We can only hope. The Saints are laying three in Charlotte. Saints minus 165 on the money line. Panthers plus 140. Total set at 39 and a half. Chelsea, what is going to happen in this game? I tend to think Panthers plus three is the right side. I feel like, as much as I like the Saints and that defense, they're still trying to figure it out as far as what they're going to do offensively. And remember, that was a grind against the Titans in week one. And Ryan Tannehill, as you know, three turnovers in that game. <laughs> if he doesn't turn the ball over as much as he did, I think the Titans probably win that game. I like the Panthers getting three at home. I'm not completely sold on New Orleans yet. This feels like a pros versus Joes showdown, does mm -hmm. it not? It does. Like, it feels like all of the public is going to say, oh, the Saints, they're a much better team. Derek Carr's the better quarterback. You've got a rookie quarterback on the other side, which I still feel like is probably the sabotage factor here. Yes. Like, I think I would side towards the Panthers at home, but I don't think it's going to make the official car for me because Bryce Young does make me nervous, especially against a secondary that had three picks against my Titans. A lot of those yeah. were Ryan Tannehill just making bad throws, though, uh, but also getting three, especially if you think it's going to be a lower scoring affair like this uh, total suggests. Exactly. 39 and a half. It's a low total. You get a field goal with the home team, especially with the Panthers team that owned the Saints last year, won both of their matchups in low scoring affairs. And that was with who, Baker Mayfield, maybe Sam Darnold. Like, oh, I don't know. Like, these <laughs> quarterbacks weren't good to start with. No. So it's not like there's some huge drop-off in quarterback production. Like, Bryce Young hasn't looked great. But still, the bar was very low in Carolina. So I think there's a good chance that the Panthers keep it close. But I'm not sure if I'm willing to put my money on it. No, I don't want to bet it. I don't want to bet this game <laughs> at all. To be clear. Yeah, to, just to be clear, just to make sure we're all on the same page here, I, I don't want to bet it. But I think you made a really good point, and one that I was going to talk about as well, is that if you like a dog and the total is this low, what does that tell you? Yeah, mm -hmm. it's going to be a close game. In a close game, I'll take the dog, particularly at home, at night, home opener. I just, I think Frank Reich, if he's smart, doesn't ask Bryce Young to do too much, and he won't have to. I think if, if they have the right game plan, I do like the Panthers to keep this close. And also, you're absolutely right. It is a pros versus Joes game. The bets are on the Saints. The money is on the Panthers. And because of that, if maybe, just maybe, this gets to three and a half, possibly, then I would be all over Carolina. Yeah, I do like that, getting the three and a half. There are some other ways to bet on this, and I was looking at props for this game, but yet it feels like there's a sabotage factor for all of them. 
Uh, maybe you take a play on Saints running back Jamal Williams. Had 45 mm-hmm. yards against the Titans, 18 carries. I know that's not impressive, but the Titans have a really good run defense. Could not be said the same for the Panthers, who let uh, the opposition run all over them in the first game of the season. Uh, granted, it was the Falcons, a team that's very run heavy. And that's the sabotage factor, because I still think the Saints are going to be a pass-heavy team. We saw it uh, in the first game. Granted, the Titans, you want to throw against them because their run defense is uh, really good. But Derek Carr threw 33 times for 305 yards. But this is where one of those little nuances that I was talking about when it comes to player props enters the conversation. If you think the Saints are ahead... You think of game script. If a team is leading, they're going to want to chew down the clock. So I think a running back is the play when it comes to the props market. So I think Jamal Williams, I think his number set around 55. I mm-hmm. think that's the one prop that you look at. Uh, that or maybe a player prop on one of the Saints receivers. The question is, which receiver are you going to go with? Because J.C. Horn is out for this one. Uh, one of the best defensive backs for the Carolina Panthers, he's hurt again, which sucks. Feels like he's always been hurt. But still, there's a play to be made there. I'm just not sure if I like it if the Saints are leading this game. I don't know what to do here. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.